it again. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the yeah, Anajar yeah. and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. We're about to spin the wheel of topics. It's what we do every single Thursday. Before that, though, let's let Theo tell all you fine people about the virtues of Kaiser Golf. Oh, man. Still one of my favorite things to talk about. Um... Peter is Peter, my coach at Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center, is patient. He's smart. He's intuitive. And best of all, he's getting me closer and closer to my New Year's resolution, which is to birdie a hole in golf. Um, I have another lesson coming up with him in a few days here. My last lesson was this past Saturday, and we worked specifically with the driver this time. Um, I do want to say I apologize to Peter. I held him a little bit long probably about 10 minutes long, but he was very gracious about it because all throughout this lesson, we were working with the mechanics of my driver. I'm the type of guy that always hooks his shots to the left. I'm a lefty. I'm, I'm, I'm unorthodox. Um, but every single time I'm, I'm hitting the ball, I'm hooking it left. I'm hooking it left. And I told Peter that before we started lining him up. And, and one of the things he told me was, okay, forget everything. Cancel all those ideas of what you're trying to do on that tee. Uh, out of your mind and just show me a few swings and I stepped up to the tee I showed him what I do and he saw exactly what the problem was he pointed it out to me after putting one of these little strips on my on the club face of my driver and it showed exactly where I was hitting the ball at and I was not striking the ball in the middle of the club face which is what you want to do so he broke down my swing from me chipping with the driver all the way to a full swing and taught me how to make a more consistent contact with the club face and also to keep my follow-through in a similar pattern to where I'm throwing the clubs out more instead of hooking it back towards my body. That was causing me to hit the, the ball with the toe of the club. I say all of this in particular because these are things I remember from four or five days ago. I didn't sit there and take notes. I was working with Peter, but he was so consistent in teaching me the very minute details of what can make me better as a golfer that it's sticking with me, with me today. And I'm going to remember it going into my next lesson Saturday when I hope to evolve even further in my golf game. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center, they have the golfing teachers, they have the coaches, they have the facilities, and most importantly, they have the patience to work with anybody. If you're a novice or if you're an expert, you can better your golf game with the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. Visit kaisergolfcenter.com to sign up. And remember, it's right here in the heart of Palm Beach County off I-95 and the Turnpike, the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. Uh, Let me ask you, when's the last time you've actually played a round of golf? It was about a month ago or so. I okay. was supposed to play on my honeymoon in the DR. Um, I felt it was a little too selfish. Um, I didn't want to, you know, tag my wife along, my newfound wife along for five, six hours out of our day on vacation. when We only had four days in the DR, all centered around me golfing. I'm not good enough of a golfer right. to justify that. So, so what I would say, you want to get this birdie in 2024 that does require you to actually go out and yeah. play. I'm going to be playing more in the very near future, but (laughs) I hadn't worked with my driver yet. Oh, okay. You wanted to get that checked off. I got my driver checked off this past Saturday. After this upcoming weekend's lesson, I'll be confident enough to get back out there. The problem is all of my buddies that I golf with, they always want to bet hole to hole. So I don't want to go out there also and just lose all my money, which is what I've done in the past. Yeah. I could always just go do a solo round, though, too, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, because we won't believe you if you told us that you're Oh, uh, that's a good call. We need round. proof. Uh, yeah. And also, the driver shouldn't be playing in 
to effect as far as you getting your birdie goes. Yeah. Because you're going to birdie a, a par, par three. three. That's right. Yeah, the saying. birdie's going to come on a par three. You right. say yeah, that. For sure. or you say that, but I, it could. Let's not put limits on my golf game. Okay, let's do that initially, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that initially. Put yeah, limits on it, and just uh, it will come on a par three. Okay, and it will. It most likely will. But if you're playing an 18 round, uh, you know, 18 hole round, you know, you're not. It's going to be what five par threes in there, maybe. Yeah, it depends. Five, maybe mm-hmm. six. Yeah. So, you're right. so I have to also give myself a chance on the other holes. I can't be out here playing just for a chance on these five. I want a chance on all 18, and I do think that I have the. I have confidence in the fact that I can I can start hitting some consistent drives, and I think it's it might be even easier to birdie a par four or par five if you can get a good drive. If you once you get that good drive out yeah, there, you're I mean again that's half I mean, the battle. On right, those. water's wet. Yeah, right, right. That's but the I'm, issue. So again, I'm giving myself a chance. You're, on you're more gonna holes. right, but you're gonna have a better chance of of birdieing a par three than you do a par five. True, uh, you just are just based on where you're at with your golf game right now. This Less is true, but I want to screw it up. I want to give yeah. myself a chance in general. The one problem sure. I have with par threes is that that initial shot off the tee is literally everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. It's literally everything. So if, so if I'm you not, have five, six holes on a par three, you got five or six cracks at it, realistically. Five or six cracks, and it's all about that first shot. But yeah. you've been and if you screw up that first shot, you're done. But you've been known to knock down some long putts. So that I'm, could also, I'm, if you can find it on the And you say floor. you're a good pitcher, so all you have to yes. do is put it in the rough near the green, and maybe we can chip it in. Yep. See, I'm not good at chipping it necessarily, and I'm good at pitching it onto the green and putting myself <laughs> in position to putt. Okay. I'm not like, I, I, okay. mean, I know I say John Schmoltz, and you're thinking Hall of Fame level pitcher, but. Um, it was just the only name you could think of. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to have a limited index when it comes right. to baseball right. names. I mean, Roger Clemens, me and him share the same alma mater in high school. I should go with him. But, uh, you know, obviously there comes with, you know, I don't want people to think I'm out here, you know. Yeah, no, I understand. Overstepping I, the boundaries. You know? I, I understand. I, I stick to the, you're I stick to the rules. Lane. Yeah. yeah, you're staying in your golf lane. All right, let's Smokes. go ahead and uh, spin the uh, wheel of topics. Time for the wheel of topics. Wheel, wheel of, of topics. topics. The Raiders. Antonio Pierce, new head coach of the, well, full-time head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, was on Max Crosby's podcast. I didn't even know he had a podcast until I saw this story. What is the name of the podcast, Stone? Do you know the Max Crosby podcast? Man, I don't know, but it, so I don't Max. like it. I don't think it's that. Let's see. Max it's Crosby into something. Podcast. I mean, it's not, they didn't put any money into it. They just said, hey, man. Start a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's right. The Rush. The Rush. Get it? The Rush. Because he passed pass Rush. Rush. Yeah. Pass the Rush. Rush with Max Crosby. Antonio Pierce was talking about how they vanquished. The Raiders vanquished the Kansas City Chiefs, and he hearkened back to an old-school maneuver against a superstar, roughing them up, that was popularized by the Detroit Pistons. You may have heard of it. The Jordan Rules against... Michael Jordan. Well, yep. Antonio Pierce has his own set of physical rules. It's called the Mahomes rules, and Antonio Pierce explained. And then we went into, we got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Okay. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the home, Elbows, yeah. filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. And then we went into, 
we got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going so, through? Yeah. So now he's got the Patrick Mahomes yeah. rules. We had that on loop. The Patrick Mahomes <laughs> rules. Here's what I'll say to Antonio Pierce. All of that is good and well. And boy, did the Raiders make Patrick Mahomes' life miserable in the Raiders' win this year. But the Jordan rules were instituted by Chuck Daly and the Pistons when Michael Jordan was still green. He wasn't Michael Jordan yet. He still had a lot to learn. He had a lot to do physically. He was ringless. This was in the late 80s and early 90s. They were able to bully him. What happened? Michael Jordan reacted to that. And also, that was Doug Collins, Michael Jordan. Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan was a different beast. Phil Jackson saw the Jordan rules and he helped Michael Jordan create a way around those. Michael Jordan said, I got to get in the weight room. I got to get better. He got in the weight room. He became prime Michael Jordan. Then what happened to the Pistons? They were done, and their time was over, and the Bulls era began. There's no such thing as the Patrick Mahomes rules. Antonio Pierce can say all he wants that there is. There's not. Pat Mahomes is already the best player in the sport. You mean to tell me you don't think next time around next year Pat Mahomes is going to have a way of beating that already. You're not going to sneak up on Pat Mahomes. You're not going to bully Patrick Mahomes. There are no Patrick Mahomes rules. Andy Reid is the best coach in the sport. They're going to figure it out. So yeah, the Raiders got theirs, but you can't after one game say, got the Patrick Mahomes rules because Pat Mahomes is already the best and Pat Mahomes is already given the ability to figure it out and he's going to go ahead and figure it out. These don't exist. It's not a real thing. If your answer in 2024 to stopping a, a franchise megastar quarterback is to rough him up, yeah, and you're saying that out loud on podcasts, you're already working against yourself, brother. Yeah. Like, And I love Antonio Pierce. Yeah. I love what the Raiders have going, and he's right. They were able to get to Patrick Mahomes. The strength of that defense is their two edge rushers, Max Crosby, and I don't know the other dude's name, but that dude is a beast. But let's not act like they did anything revolutionary. And they did it. The, the Chiefs, the weakness, the biggest weakness on the Chiefs, everybody talks about the wide receivers. They have they had terrible tackle play. Right. And the Raiders were able to take advantage of that. And I hope that the Chiefs, you know, reinvent themselves on the offensive line in this offseason. But but it is it, this is the perfect this is what you want in the NFL, right? Number one, you want the rivalries to feel more real. You want coaches being honest on podcast and letting kind of the game plan or a little bit of the inside knowledge stuff out. But you also kind of want like that bravado of, oh, we think we we found the answer. We're roughing up Patrick Mahomes. We have the key because that just makes the next two matchups next season that much more beautiful. Like it's more must-see TV. Like I appreciate that Antonio Pierce said this. I just would say you're kind of hustling yeah. backwards. like. But again, the difference is the Jordan rules were instituted against a still very young Michael Jordan who hadn't come into his own physically, and the Bulls were being led by a Doug Collins who was deemed to not be able to bring the Bulls where they needed to be, and that's why Phil Jackson was brought in. As soon as Phil Jackson came in and Michael Jordan started reacting to the Jordan rules, then that was the end of the Jordan rules. You can't put rules on Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't work like that. You don't beat him with a set of rules. Oh, you roughed him up. Well, good. What is he going to do next time? One, he's going to have the best coach 
in the NFL come up with the protection to keep him from getting roughed up, but also Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes you. The Patrick Mahomes rules are not anything that Antonio Pierce has come up with to vanquish the Chiefs. The Patrick Mahomes rules are Patrick Mahomes and how he dictates a game. And more often than not, it's a win. And it will continue to be wins against the Raiders. And did you finish Hard Knocks for the Miami Dolphins this year? I did. I did. Theo, did you? No. Um, remember the Max Crosby episode? Mm-hmm. The Raiders game episode? Mm-hmm. They had to have somebody on the scout team yeah. mimic Max Crosby right. and what he does after the play right. to the quarterback. And it was all bumping the quarterback after the play all the time, grabbing at the quarterback. Bumping, chirping, all the Elbow extracurricular in. stuff to make you just think yeah. an extra thought. And and those are real things. For Patrick Mahomes, if the that Raiders... That ain't going to fluster Pat Mahomes. But it, it, isn't, it isn't in a sense because there are plenty of other teams on that Kansas City Chiefs schedule that don't do that. That don't have dirtbags who, who, who make you think that extra thought. Like, And you heard Mike McDaniel talk about how much it plays into the game. So if you're hearing Mike McDaniel talk about it, you can't just write it off like it's something that doesn't really matter. Like th- Some of these things play into it. Like If you can find, and we know how crackheady a lot of these coaches are in professional sports, Like if you can find just an ounce, a percentage of something that helps you, you're going to use it. Yeah. And if Antonio Pierce can bring that culture over there, or at least make his guys think that this is going to work, there's your edge. If like, you pa- can't knock it. If Patrick Mahomes can go on the road and beat the Bills and beat the Ravens and then win the <laughs> Super Bowl three consecutive games, I think he can handle the Pat Mahomes rules two times a year against the Raiders. Yeah, the That's Ravens just me. are the only ones that you can really compare to the Mahomes rule and what he's trying to do, Pistons and Raiders related. The Bills... Weren't going to get after Patrick like that. Like, it's mutual there. The Dolphins ain't okay. got nothing for it. All I'm saying is that you played one good game against the Chiefs. Now, all of a sudden, you're saying, claiming that you have a set of rules against Pat Mahomes. That's a little bit hasty. Little bit hasty and believe, over the top. Yeah, and I believe that was the last loss um, mm. the Chiefs suffered that year before going on to win the Super Bowl. That's so, right. like, again, it's, it's nice. It's fun. It's cute. It's like, oh, my God, we have this little thing. But another thing that you're admitting is that guy's Michael Jordan, and you've got what's left of Jimmy Garoppolo and Aiden O'Connell. Like, yeah. That's what you need to be focusing on. <laughs> that's that's a problem. Right. So, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and spill the win- uh, spin the wheel, wheel of topics. Uh, uh, topics. topics. Instagram. Justin Fields was on a podcast. Uh, this was two days ago now at this point. Justin Fields, and we said this yesterday, you're going to hear a lot about him, a lot about him over the next two weeks or so because the Bears have to make a decision what they're going to do. Uh, and so he was joining, and this is funny too because this offseason you're seeing players on other players' podcasts. Like, everybody just makes the rounds. I don't even know. The the St. Brown Brothers uh, podcast, the 33rd team, right? That's the name of it. Yeah, Mike Tannenbaum's a part of that crew. The 33rd uh, team is the outlet. Oh, it's yeah. the outlet. But so the, the St. Brown, Brown Brothers, Brothers have their own podcast. podcast yeah. Okay. So Justin Fields was on this podcast with the St. Brown Brothers, and he was asked why he unfollowed the Chicago Bears on Instagram. Tell me if you buy this explanation from Justin Fields. Since, wait, since we're here, hold on. But, I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. What's, no, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Right? Mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. 
just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. That's oh, so true. you're saying you mess with the Bears this morning now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the draft Caleb. So it's like, bruh, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just want it to be over. So that's Justin Fields explaining why he flat out unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And it might seem like a small thing and it might be pointless and you can feel that way. Does he not know that there's a mute feature? Yeah, he does. On Instagram. For me and my social media sensibilities, if you surpass mute and you go to unfollow, you're trying to send a message. It's a statement. It's a statement. It absolutely is a statement. Unfollow. Period. There's something that's uh, that's got an edge to it. I think he's trying to send a message. I don't buy that at all. I'm going on vacation, and I don't want to see any football on my timeline. Then my man, just hit mute. Yeah. Unfollow. You're you're trying to tell people something. I don't buy that at all from Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean it was a terrible excuse. It, it was a nice quote, a nice little deliverable. Oh, of just because you don't unfollow, or Everybody just because you don't follow social a girl. media so seriously these days. Yeah, yeah. Like get get like. He doesn't want to be in Chicago. Yeah. That's what we know. Justin Fields does not want to play for the Chicago Bears. He wants a fresh start somewhere else. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him either because the Bears have yet to fully outwardly and and, in confidence commit to him. And I think that's what has him a little disgruntled. That's what made him click unfollow on the Bears and maybe even on the NFL as well. But like for him to try to gaslight us. Yeah, and act like oh, it's just why do you guys care about social media so right. much? It's just you, you always you can unfollow a girl and still mess with her. It's like that's the franchise that pays you. That's your job. That right. is your team. Those are your brothers. You don't talk about oh, I mess with it. that's them your boys. Like yeah. he yeah. doesn't want to be in Chicago. Yeah, it's he, he doesn't. And he's mad. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not pissed. happy. I gotta tell you, I, the phrase gets thrown around all the time. Never meet your heroes. I, I, I'm starting to believe that more and more as the years go on. I hate my generation, Gen Z. Like, I can't stand it. Like, these are NFL players. I'm going to Ross Brown is a dog. Yeah. yeah. Like, like an absolute dog. And when you think him, you think all pro NFL receiver, pro so bowl. All, but then when you hear these guys talk, like 16-year-olds, like, it almost seems like that, like, they knew what they were doing. Like, they're gossiping. Like, oh, man, you guys know what it is. Like, th- there's no <laughs> reason for any fan of the NFL to be listening to that podcast or you whatever know what the hell it they is. were talking. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I mean, you messing with a you girl. You know EQ. Especially you, EQ. <laughs> you talk to a lot of girls. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? These guys play in the Wait. National Football League and are talking like, like 15, 16-year-old kids. <laughs> it sucks. So corny. It was very corny of all uh, three of them. There's no yeah, reason. Funny. There was no information in that pod or at least in that clip where you're like, oh, I got to listen to these guys. Yeah. Yeah, very I mean, corny. That's that's on the other, so we're you, talking about coming to get this wood. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about man, man stuff. Yeah, yeah. G- g- getting wood with men. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what, what you we're get doing. With us. Hell yeah, no doubt. <laughs> not different. talking to girls. Everybody should be. Everybody <laughs> should strive to be the level of man that we are. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, wheel of Topics here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. ESPN 106.3. Let's give it another spin. games and of course we have we are inching closer to the public the public release of ea sports college football 25 oh baby what what has it been 12 years since we've had an ea sports college football video game last one was uh ncaa 14 which came out in 2013 so it'll be 12 official years okay uh that would be 11 11. yeah that would be 11 uh so so what they're doing 
to make sure that the the reason this game didn't happen was because of NIL concerns and uh, lawsuits that yes. players' image and likeness and name were being used uh, without their consent. Uh, and so that's why we've gotten to the NIL era that we're in now. This was really one of the big, uh, big this key sticking points. Yeah. This is what really started this whole thing, thing. Or one of the main things that yeah. started this whole thing. So now what EA Sports is doing... They have 11,000 contracts that they're sending to 11,000 college football players. You can opt in or opt out. If you opt in, EA can use name, image, likeness. They're sending you $600 through NIL, and you get a free copy of the game for you opting in. If I'm a college football player, I can't tell you how quickly I'm saying opt in. I'm good. Because let's think about it too. If you're the schmo that opts out and all your other boys, they have their name in the game and their face in the game and you're putting up numbers and everybody's able to to bond over that. Like, oh, bro, you look great on this game. Or, oh, man, you look like trash busting stones. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a good fraternal experience. And then you're the guy who's like, Mm, I don't want my name, image, and likeness on this game. And then you're just the generic gray face on the game. You don't want to be that guy. Who do you think you are? I'd be stunned if there weren't 11,000 contracts sent back with opt-in. How brilliant is that? And that, to me, that makes me feel good about this, that they've done the game the right way, and they're going about it, giving money and the game to these guys simply for the opt-in. That's good stuff right there. That's great stuff right there. Yeah. Well done, EA. I love well it. Done. I love well done. Well done. One thing I will say, I think I can predict the future here. I, I don't know what the number or the percentage is going to be of opt-ins this year. I want to say like it's going to be upwards of 90, 95. There's going to be some guys that forget to do it. There's going to be guys that these forget. are college athletes. And there's also going to be some guys. There's going to be a few guys that are going to be like, I don't want to be in the game for whatever reasons they now, have. My bold prediction is that it shoots at 100%. Okay. You think so? Because like you get a free video game at 600 bucks. Well, here's... Yeah. here's Even the, if you don't like video games, you get 600 bucks. <laughs> 600 right. bucks is yeah. nice. Even if you don't like 600 bucks, you like video games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the two got to yeah. happen. Oh, right. One thing I fear in this world of, of the ultimate egos in this world of, of everybody feeling so entitled oh, here we is go. that after the first game comes out... Old man Teddy's out. And, these, and some of these guys see their rating... <laughs> Oh, and again, yeah. this is a big point of contention for for pro athletes and college football players are starting to kind of develop into pro athletes here. Once some of these guys see their ratings, I wonder what that opt-in rate uh, opt-in measure will be next year and I also wonder how much complaining there's going to be on Twitter, on Instagram, on every single platform on TikTok about how cuz think about all these unknown type dudes too like the backup tight end for Ball State. Like he's gonna be pissed off. He's a fifty-eight in this thing, right? Like the the the. But then all he string, has to realize is he plays for Ball State. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I, all no, that's a good point. All I'm saying is, don't you think that at a certain point, egos are gonna get involved in this? Not this time around because they won't know. But after this year, I think there's gonna be some players that are gonna try to petition, good. lobby. It's gonna become hold social out. media exactly. fodder. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But I mean, hold out. You're, they're gonna tell their college coach. Like, you think that at Alabama they're gonna go to Kalen DeBoer and be like, until EA fixes my rating, <laughs> I ain't playing a game for the Crimson Tide. And, and Kalen will be like, listen here, buddy. I'm the one who sent in your measurements. <laughs> right, right. Your, Earn your, your it. Stats. Earn it, kid. They're gonna hold out. Yeah, but from I, they their should. Opt-in, it's fun. Yeah. I think that's I, fun. It'll be I, something. It'll I would have loved to seen. Uh, 48, like next to Stolen Banner. Yeah. Like, I would have died. And, and is, you know what? That'll also inspire some dudes, right? Like, that should sure. make you, know you be sh- like, I need to lock in. You know in. what we should do? We should have host ratings 
on this show. Oh, wow. Mm. Like, who decides it? Who's the ratings adjuster? Mm. See, I don't know. <laughs> who, is, who is the ratings adjuster like they have somebody. in Madden? I think yeah. it would be Dave McGuire, Drudor, yeah, or Rob's guy. that's true. He can adjust the sliders. He I kind of love that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, by the end of the show, and yeah. every day, it'll change just based on our performance. than the end of the show. Yeah. No, by the, well, we have to come up with base level ratings exactly. for ourselves. Okay. We need all, right. all the sliders. We need like all 12. Yeah. All right. Then, okay. Okay. Then we are going to, by next week, yeah. come up with yeah. By next week, we and need by to next be able week, to come I mean, we'll ratings. probably forget about it, but we'll try. Yeah. We'll try. We're just talking out into yeah. the air right yeah. now. All right. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, should we do one more wheel? I think topic? we should do one more. Oh, oh all right. Wheel. Uh, Thank you. Sorry. I don't want to break the wheel. Be careful. Stopping it like that. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the most transformative sports video game of your lifetime? Just real quick, around Ooh. the horn. Oh man, uh, NFL head coach. Uh, the last one, the one with Tony Dungy on the cover. NFL head coach. NFL head. I don't coach even know anything about. Was that. my favorite. Sports Are you sure game. that that was a video game? Yeah, hundred percent. They had NFL a couple renditions of it. I think Mike Tomlin was on the head of one. Hold on. It was around. Oh yeah, NFL head coach. Um, this game allows the player to control an NFL team and become the greatest coach in NFL history. It was for it was EA, yeah, EA, EA Sports. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Had you have you played it, Stone? I have not actually. It, it's it's PlayStation the most, Two, Xbox, and uh, Windows for your PC. It's the most dorky, geeky sports video game out there because you don't get to play the games, but you get to design and craft plays. You get all controls over your franchise, drafting, scouting. You get to literally like become, it's called NFL head coach, but you're really also like the general manager of an mm-hmm. NFL franchise. Yeah. And that's my favorite part of all of the things. That's why I like college football as well, because you get to recruit, you get to build a dynasty. And NFL and Madden, I still play Madden to this day. And mostly what I do is not play the games, but also just build out teams and, and make roster decisions. It's really fun. Uh, I'm a dork in that way. Stone, what was your... And by the way, what was your most transformative sports video game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. What was your most transformative sports video game? NFL head coach. That's a good one. Released in 2006. Theo says NFL head coach. Uh, Stone, what, what, what's your most transformative sports video game? On a serious note, it was Madden. It's where I made a lot of my money. And where I really started gambling and taking people's really? TVs from them and, and buying, getting lunch money and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like taking really people's TVs. They would put TVs on the line. That's I swear, right swear to Jesus. I swear to Jesus. Like 19 inch. Like I'm getting that. Like he already owed me 80, right? So it was like, okay. I mean, that 19 incher that you Jesus, have. Like, Jesus like, is like, leave is. me out right. of this. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But for me, if, if I want to be real as far as my childhood and stuff. It was skate, skate one, two, and three. All, all the right. Tony Hawk pro skater yes. stuff. Yes. For me, Love it was it. EA Sports, and it was skate. Okay. Um, I always wished that I could skateboard, or I had the gonads to do it. But never could. You were just living vicariously ankles. through the video game. And then it transformed me. I love that. Made me a tough guy. My most transformative sports video game was on Nintendo, and it was Bases Loaded. Mm. And I would be Classic. I would be Hawaii. They had some bangers, man. They had sluggers in that Hawaii lineup in Bases Loaded. I mean, you'd come up, and if you hit up and B... I mean, you're going yard with the middle of that order. Mm. Bases loaded. That was my most transformative sports video game. What was your most transformative sports video game? The one that changed your life forever. Theo, he says NFL head coach. Uh, skate. It was a it was a trilogy. Skate one, two, and three. Skate one, two, and three. Skate one, two, and three says don't I say bases loaded on Nintendo. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. That was the wheel of topics.
I'm LaVica Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Stone, why did um, why did you send me a picture of your dad's salad dressing list salad last night? Um, I know we have talked about it before that your dad doesn't put salad dressing on salad. Like, literally just eats lettuce with some toppings. Yeah, um, like that is it's we objectively were, weird. Yeah, we were just out at a restaurant and we all got the salad bar before our meals, <laughs> and he put it down. And Jess is like, "Hey, you probably want to send that to Ken yeah. because it's uh, it's bizarre behavior. Grown ass man and yeah. his rabbit food in front of him. Like he just chomps on it. And I watch him chew it. It's I'm like, come on, bro, what are you doing? Like my thing's lathered in season. So so. I'm seeing, what are those little uh, straw things called? I like the onion strings or like the stuff you put in soup. Yeah, it gives a little texture that like yeah. you see at a salad bar. Uh, I see some uh, egg. There's some egg oh, in there, I which love is that. also disgusting. Uh, I see some cheese. What? Cheese is, yeah. So, and, and then lettuce. And no dressing. Nothing. And your dad, your dad who is objectively a billion times the man that I am, especially considering that the man had a vasectomy in the same day he went and built a fence. Nice. <laughs> like, that's the most hearty man thing I've ever heard about in my entire life, Both which your dad nice. pulled off there. So, who am I to question his salad eating habits? Disgusting, I man. eat healthy. I ain't going like that. I mean, that, that legitimately is a rabbit meal. It's a right rabbit there. meal. It's, it's what you put in front meal. of it. It's yeah. like your rabbit's third birthday. Here you go. <laughs> like that's wow. what you get. Happy birthday, rabbit. Uh, that's funny. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Peter in Port St. Lucie. Jared in Port St. Lucie. You called him Jared before. It's actually Peter, right? Hi, Peter. It is Peter. Hi, Peter. Can you hear me? Hey, I hear you. I hear you. What's going on, Peter? Is it Peter or Jerry? Pete. It's Peter. It's actually Peter. Right? Peter. Uh, Peter. Uh, turn your radio down. That's that's where our hangout <laughs> is because I'm hearing myself hear here. Ah, uh, boy. Weird. This is going not talking to us. really well. <laughs> Matt and Jupiter. Hey, Matt. What's up, guys? Tecmo Super Bowl by a, by a long shot. Bo Jackson. The greatest video games ever created on the NES. Yep, absolutely. Bo Jackson, who was untackleable. He's the most unfair video game that's character. Bandwagon. That's such a bandwagon call because that he was on the original Tecmo Bowl, but it was a little bit tougher in the site in Tecmo Super Bowl. But I was more of a, and you know, the defenders were a lot better. I was a, so I have two brothers. We still play it to this day. I'm 44. <laughs> nice. We're for the holidays. Nice. And I was, uh, I, we, I was a Giants guy. So you had an unbelievable offense with Phil Sims. Uh, Dave Meggett, Maurice Carthon at running back, Stephen the touchdown maker, Baker, Mark Ingram, <laughs> Mark Bavaro, and then you had Lawrence Taylor, the greatest of all time, coming off the edge, rush, rushing the passer. You could literally hit A, B, and slant and almost get, get a sack every every down. But then, then you had the, the, the great Eagles team with, with Cunningham. Yeah. Of course, you got the Niners with Montana and his crew. My, those are my brother's teams. But, but talking to the point earlier about data, and like, I think it was way ahead of its time. Sure. Your ability, you could go into season mode. You could pick, you could change all your own plays, uh, pick from all the plays you wanted. You could, you could do a, a, a Pro Bowl mode and pick all your own players and play against your buddies. Greatest game, greatest football game ever. Yeah, I think that that is is excellent. And by the way, who owns the Nintendo? When you guys get together, who actually owns the Nintendo that you're playing on? 
It's me, but you can get them offline, refurbished now, but the one that still works the best that you don't have to blow in for 30 minutes and stick another game in on top. You have to stick another game in on top. You stack quarters, marbles, whatever you can to make it work. Uh, it's, but they still work. It's so relatable. It's, it's so terrible. relatable. I love that. Appreciate the call, Matt. Uh, I still have a Sega Genesis. I do not have my Nintendo anymore. It works? Yeah, wow. it still works. It still works. How often do you fire it up? Not at all. It's been years at this point. It's yeah. in a it's in a uh like a case yeah. somewhere now. Yo, look how old this thing looks. Uh, Base is loaded. 1987. What you're seeing on YouTube right now is it. the <laughs> yeah, Yo. yeah. Uh, it, it it's got pennant and versus mode. I'd play pennant because I didn't have my sister wasn't gonna be playing bases loaded. Uh <laughs> so it was always pennant mode. It was Hawaii and we were hitting bombs. We were hitting bombs in Hawaii. You That's know, right. And uh, then there's NFL head coach, if yes. you're watching on YouTube right yes. now. Who is that? That's that's the old Browns dude. I think that's Stefanski. Yeah, that is Stefanski. Why is Stefanski? Why Stefanski in a game that came out in 2006? I don't know. That's not Stefanski. It looks great, It's though. not Stefanski. It can't be. Cause that's it is KS. It says KS on Why his mask. Wow. It's Kevin Stefanski. Was he coaching him in 06? Uh, no. That's so weird that he would be on the head. So uh, the he one could that have I easily was, been coaching in 06. What, what, not for the Browns. He has a Browns thing on. And not yeah. with the COVID he mask He was not on. the head coach of the Browns in 06. That was no. uh, the black guy. Um, I think. <laughs> the black guy. Uh, what's his name? You know what I'm thinking about. Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell. Um, I played NFL head coach 09 mostly that had Tony Dungy on the front. And Skate 2 looks dope. I remember those days. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and speaking of good sports games, underrated Blades of Steel. First true hockey uh, video Ooh. game on Nintendo, Blades of Steel. Good stuff. Real good stuff. I'm double-checking to see who the head coach was of the two. Th- yep, Romeo, Romeo Cornell. Thank you. The black guy, as uh, Theo put <laughs> it. Well, I just knew he wasn't a white dude, so I'm confused as to what NFL head coach video game that was. Um, when you brought up the backyard, or I'm sorry, the baseball game, it, mm-hmm. ma- it reminded me of backyard baseball and backyard football which were some of the greatest games. Well, you know that Travis Kelsey's yes. trying to bring... Uh, I think it's Jason. Travis Kelsey and Jill. Wow. I, I think they're in a tandem. They're trying to bring that back, right? Yes. I, yeah. Yo, the video are, game or the sh- or a, a show? The video game. The video, video game. game. The one on PC or wherever we were They're trying to buy it. the rights to yes. it, right? Lil Pablo. Lil Pablo <laughs> was Lil Pablo a home run hitter. It. He was the best dude in backyard football. He was the best player in every single backyard sports game. I think there was also a backyard soccer. Uh, I loved all of those renditions. That, that is good stuff. NFL Street was something that I think, too, like... Me and my friends had fist fights over with oh, Ricky yeah. Williams in his prime oh. running off the walls. Ray that was Lewis. when Ocho, uh, Ray Lewis used to be yeah. taking people's heads off. So you really won TVs off of people in Madden? Oh, I got I got videos, pictures, I got everything you need. That's yeah, awesome. Taking people's TVs. That is that's, that's, awesome. That's great stuff. You know what? This is bringing me back to my youth. If only I felt like I was in my 20s again. But... I can mm. with Elite Anti-Aging. Mm. Elite Anti-Aging. <laughs> Elite Anti-Aging Center, they're doing awesome, awesome stuff. And in in this in this era, you hear a lot of low T, low T, low T, low T. Uh, diagnose you with low T, low T. Um, it's, a, it's, it's objectively a crowded market. But what all these places are trying to sell on you is, oh, uh, just come and take this injection and you're going to be great in the bedroom and all your problems are going to be fixed. It's not like that. That's snake oil stuff. With Elite Anti-Aging, EliteTRT.com, EliteTRT.com, what they do is they sit down with a consultation for you and they ask, oh, so so what are you feeling in me? I'm almost 40. This is right in my wheelhouse, okay? Forget not performing in the bedroom, right? That is one of maybe the smallest indicators of low T. You know what? 
actually suggest low testosterone and hormone imbalance? If you're feeling tired all the time, if it's a struggle to get in the gym, if your joints are in pain, if you have foggy brain a consistent amount of time, those are all things that as I get closer to 40, I turn 40 in July, I feel. And so with Elite Anti-Aging Center, they're going to have a consultation, you're going to get blood work, and they're going to determine, all right, what's the course of action? So many happy customers with Elite Anti-Aging. And again, it's easy, EliteTRT.com, EliteTRT.com, that'll start your journey. They can help you. You can feel like you did in your 20s. Just make sure that you're seeing people about this that know what they're doing. And Elite Anti-Aging Center, they know what they're doing. They are able to not only help you, but you don't have to step into an office. They can see you remotely. That's right up my alley. I'm traveling all over the t- all over the place. If I want to get my appointment, if I want to talk with the folks at Elite Anti-Aging Center, it can be via a camera. That's so convenient. Again, EliteTRT.com, 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 Elite Anti-Aging. Make sure that you are doing something for you. Just because you feel old doesn't mean that you have to settle for that. Elite Anti-Aging, EliteTRT.com. That's Theo, that's Stone, I'm Ken. LaVica Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Do you guys remember when Nintendo, they had that that pad, kind of looked like a twister mat, but you could play Olympic sport games on it. You remember that, right? Yes, I do. The thing was not overly easy to use, actually. It wasn't great. Wasn't great. As dependable as the Nintendo gun was and always has been. Shout out Duck Hunt, which is really, I think, the only game that you <laughs> use that gun for. Yeah. Uh, that Nintendo pad was not great. It was not yeah, you great. You could at only all. buy the gun and it came with Duck Hunt. Right. Right. I don't I don't know. Was there any other game you used the Nintendo gun on other than Duck Hunt? I don't know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I think John Moran used it in 2K. <laughs> That was a real gun. That, okay. That yeah. was that was a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Hold about on. that. Uh, Stand by. Oh, there we go. There it is. See? All right. That's good hosting. That's going to help his rating Thank you. the way he teed me up. That's going to help his host rating. They, they should. I should. Yeah. I should have went Gilbert Arenas, though, because that's more in the time. That is probably yeah. more. But you know what? I think more people now they know about can relate with John Moran. Exactly. Yeah. I'm playing to the people. That's right. Uh, again, <laughs> that's why. Rating skyrocketing. Be, I'm a little jealous of that one. Uh, Baptist <laughs> Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. You guys realize a week from today, we are going to be hanging out, doing the show, saying farewell from PGA National. Wow. Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. And uh, we're about a minute away this time next week from dropping the headsets and saying, let's go get ourselves a drink. Yes. 
Yes, sir. God. A drink. Okay, let's get ourselves some drinks. We're double fisting it just to get started, <laughs> yep. Nakak. Tito's. All right. Gosling's Dark and Stormy. Get you betcha. Right. Can't wait. Yeah. Tigers the Classic in the Palm Beaches. By the way, do we know what Charlie Woods is doing? Uh, Tiger's son in this pre-qualifier that he's in right now in Hope uh, Sound? I think he shot an 83. Uh, that's probably not going to get him there. Probably he was the first or second one to finish. So he qualified for maybe five minutes, maybe 10. Who knows? But I'm pretty sure he closed uh, out with an 83. Yeah. I don't think the, that's going to do it. Nope. Don't think that's going to do it. 15 years old, man. I can't wait till Theo gets in the pre-qualifier next year after Kaiser Golf gets his game right and he gets a birdie this year. Damn right. Damn right. Should I get my first birdie at PGA National? Ooh. Should I do that? That would be quite a flex. That would be kind of hard. You'll never, ever, ever get a birdie at PGA National in your life. Mark that. Uh, no, Mark no, that. Uh, Theo Stone, I'm Ken. Oh, my God. That was vicious. <laughs> Bye-bye.